creating a digital communications internship army to help you and your students. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Ryan Ferran with you. Thrilled to be here. The atmospheric river continues from Calspra Conference in Santa Rosa and down back here in LA. The rain continues and so does the school PR knowledge. So this is the Second session that I had the privilege to present at CalSPRA, the California School Public Relations Association annual conference. You can check out calspra.org, the best bang for your buck in school PR, just $150 to join for an entire year. And you get access to the listserv, which is an email list where you can request resources, throw ideas off of great uh, school PR professionals throughout the state and access to the conference and many regional conferences and we are having one in the los angeles area for southern california april 5th right here in arcadia california and it is very cheap just 25 dollars for members 35 for non-members so check out calisper.org and this is uh, where this presentation came from and this is what we are talking about an internship program we created one several years ago in Arcadia. Uh, this is our fourth year and it's been fantastic for us. It's the best part of my job, working with students, mentoring them, and then having them help us tell our stories throughout our district and community. Um, seeing the progress some of these students have made that are going off to college and they've been with me for three years, four years, it's just such a rewarding experience. And we actually got our district and our podcast team, our student podcast team, was recognized with an award of merit at CalSPRA. So it was so great to bring that award back. And uh, the, the podcast manager and host, Jeffrey Lee, congrats to him and all of his team, brought back the plaque and surprised them at our latest meeting. I pulled it, this out and said, hey, CalSPRA wanted us to bring this back and uh, to you guys with a little message. So I had any volunteers to read the plaque so I had Jeffrey, luckily he raised his hand. Perfect, Jeffrey, reread this. So he starts reading it top to bottom. CalSPRA, California School Public Relations Association, Award of Merit, Communication and Excellence Award, Arcadia Unified School District for Arcadia Unified Student Podcast. And he couldn't even get that last part out because he realized, hey, that's him and all the great work he's done. So thanks to CalSPRA for doing that and recognizing our students. They really do a great job on the podcast and um, it's been wonderful to see it progress and they do a lot of production with it, nice music, transitions, they overlay interviews and, and the like, they spend a lot of time on it. Unlike myself, I throw it together and uh, hope for the best and don't do too much post-production, just want to get the content out there. But what's great about the Calisper Awards is it's only, I think, $40 to submit for an award. If you're familiar with any other awards programs, you're looking at quadruple that, to say the least. So really appreciate CalSPRA being able to honor folks in the school PR industry and students as well. So that was a very nice recognition. So in this presentation, this is myself and our public information officer, Amber Nuvali, co-presenting on creating a communications internship to help brand your district, to help you and your students. And it's been really great other districts throughout the state and country. I've done several presentations on this at CalSPRA and other conferences throughout California and doing one at CAPIO uh, in April about this. So I've been reached out to by several districts and 
um, a lot of districts throughout the country are implementing a, a very similar internship program. So it's great to get more students this experience. And even at the Calspert Conference, you can listen to our new state superintendent, Tony Thurman, talk about how he would like to task us, our school PR folks, to tell our students about our job, what we do, and encourage them to maybe pursue this path to advocate for schools, public schools, and what we do. And that's exactly what this internship program done, so does. So it was really great to hear Tony Thurman, our state superintendent, at the Calspert Conference talk about how he hopes that we would pass this on what we do in school public relations to our students. And we're definitely doing that here in Arcadia. Amber and myself and other districts throughout the country are doing this as well. So it is a wonderful program and working with students is really, really fun and it's been very re rewarding for us. So without any further ado, we will play that. Amber and myself, this is Amber's first presentation at the Calsper Conference statewide organization and she did a wonderful job and it's great to hear her insights. We actually have a previous podcast where we're talking about the internship that has a lot of listens. So that is there as well, but um, I told people I'd put this on the podcast. So this is our presentation. If you would like any information about myself and other blogs, you can look at ryanprforan.blogspot.com and follow me on Twitter, Ryan P. Foran at Twitter. And my blog has my information as far as, I'm looking up Amber's Twitter real quick, uh, so you can follow her. She is a great follow, our public information officer. She is at A-C-N-U-U-V-A-L-I, A-C Nuvali. Check her out. And if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us. Really, our big piece of advice for the internship program is don't wait till you have all the answers. Start it, get going. You and your students will figure it out, and it'll be very rewarding experience for your district, your students, and yourselves. All right, without any further ado, my long-winded introduction is done. Hope you enjoy it. Hi, everybody. My name is Naomi Hunter, and I'm here on behalf of the Kelsper Board. And first things first, before I introduce Ryan and Amber, I just want to remind you that we get a snack after this session. So <laughs> just looking forward to that. Uh, it will be where all the other food has been out uh, near the sponsor's booth. So um, how many of you feel like you don't have time to do your job every day, and that there's 50 things on your plate, and you can only get to five of them? So I know I'm always looking for that silver bullet of how can I expand my capacity, and Ryan and Amber figured out an amazing way to expand what they're able to do as a department, and not only that, but they're getting people to help them do their work, and at the same time, those people are getting training that are going to help them get a job someday. So I call that pretty brilliant. Um, so you will get to hear about their internship um, program. I guess you call it your internship army. And, um, and you'll get to hear how they use their army to expand their capacity to serve their school community. So with that, I'll turn it over to Ryan and Amber. Thank you. <laughs> 
right, welcome everybody. Thank you, Naomi. Uh, just a quick thing about Calspro that's a nonprofit, and all the people on the board, like Naomi and Matthew Jennings, are all volunteers. So you know how busy you are, and then add working for a nonprofit like Calspro and putting on this amazing conference to that. So can we give a round of applause to Naomi? <laughs> Are there any other Calspra uh, board members in here? I didn't like the rest of them anyway. <laughs> All right, so we're going to get started. Ryan Ferran, Amber Nubali will introduce ourselves now. And um, the Chief Communications Officer for Arcadia Unified. Been there for five years, absolutely love it. In my former life, I was a journalist. So this is me wearing way too much makeup, way too early in the morning, way too depressing story. Um, I did love journalism. Who is a former journalist in this room? All right. So journalism is a great transition to school PR because as you know, we're all telling our school district stories. And so in the news business, we all told stories. Um, so I just, I was so lucky to find, um, I love journalism for years, but I was so lucky to find school PR where I can help advocate for public education, our schools, and then with this program, working with students is by far the best part of our job, my job, I know for sure. So BA in journalism, have a master's in communications with an emphasis in new media and marketing. I'm also the chair for Calisper for the Southern California region. We are having a regional event on April 5th that we're hosting. Um, my superintendent and myself will kind of do the keynote talking about our story working with Diane Sawyer, ABC 2020 about transgender students and how that appearance happened and getting the superintendent ready for the interview and all that. Uh, so that'll be a big session down there in Southern California, Arcadia. Yes? Is there any way you can um, stream that, stream that uh, event? $75 a stream, please. <laughs> we'll, try and figure, we'll try and figure something out uh, for people that can't make it. I'm recording this session on a podcast so people can listen to it at least, and I'll put the slides, and maybe we can do something similar for that as well. Um, and then, so the chair for Calisboro, Southern California, I've taught a couple of college classes, do a little bit of PR consulting as well, and I'm a big PR nerd, and I have a blog that I do um, with a bunch of stuff and tactics, techniques, and then started a uh, podcast about a year ago, talking about all school PR stuff, crisis communications, just had two guests on there, amazing, Jason Wheeler out of Texas, um, talking about marketing schools and what they do, job fairs, how they increase um, teacher recruitment and all that sort of stuff, and um, Rick Hoffman, who was the PIO of Columbine after the shooting there, had him on my podcast talking all about crisis communications. Great insight, so free of charge podcast on Podbean, iTunes, and Spotify. All right, and hello, everybody. My name is Amber Nubali. I'm a public information officer at Arcadia Unified. I have a bit of a mixed background, so I studied public relations and really enjoyed it. I worked in the second best niche of PR, which was uh, pet health insurance when I was <laughs> working back in the day. Um, and then I thought I wanted to be a lawyer. I always thought I wanted to be a lawyer, and so I went to law school, got my JD, and then thought, what the heck was I thinking? I saw the light, and I'm so happy to be back um, in PR, and school PR has just been a blessing to get into and to land in Arcadia. So I think that my law degree has helped with some of our issues. As soon as I got to the district, Ryan was glad to pass off public record requests to me. But um, yeah, so that's a little bit more about me, and 
I think DCI is just, I'm excited to get into it because it's one of the best parts of my job for sure. Yeah, as soon as Amber got to the district, you have law experience? Oh, you get to handle all the public records requests. Congratulations. Uh, so that's been great. So what we do, district-wide digital communications internships. So we're about a little less than 10,000 students, 10 schools, three middle schools, six elementary, one comprehensive high school. So we're fortunate enough, we just picked the one high school. The question is, what if my district has seven high schools? Where do I do? How do I start? i got to be fair. Say you're piloting it at one high school. If it works, we're going to try to expand it. Just start one with a pilot because you don't know if it's going to work. It could not work. Uh, so we do everything. We do journalism, communications, video production, marketing, photography, public relations. The list goes on and on. So our, all our schools have the school newspaper, video class, that sort of thing. We are PR. We do all of that in one. So we consider our interns the news reporters for our district. So we have 26 students covering our schools in our district. And while they're high school centric, they're all at the high school. We tell them, we've got to go to the middle schools, got to go to the elementary schools. And what's cool is the students that went to the middle schools, they love going back to their middle schools and covering it. Now they're the big shot on campus, same with their elementary schools. So we get the whole district covered. When I was first looking into this, um, there was other districts doing internships, but they were paying them. As you know, there is zero funding basically in California, and that is not a sustainable model. Um, so we had to figure out a way to do the internship and not pay them. And those are some of the things we figured out how to get a real benefit to the student, and uh, so not having to pay them. And it allows us to take a night off once in a while, which <laughs> is amazing. Um, so we'll have more Bitmojis for you uh, coming up as well. Um, so the history of it, so as you know, as Naomi said, got to Arcadia, it was like, there's so many good stories, how do I get there, I want to publicize this, I want to do that, um, just didn't have the time, so how I started the internship program, everyone's like, how do you start, at one point we are up to over 40 students, we realized how crazy we were, and we're back down to 25, um, but we started with one student, hand-selected, I just knew he was amazing, and said, we're going to start this together, don't know how it's going to look, and then the next semester, once we started working together, we started getting some processes going, then we expanded it to um, an application and opened it up for other students to apply. So this is Travis Chen, he'll be running the world very soon, he's now at USC, majoring in uh, international business and communications, and this is one of the points where we're at uh, over 30, 40 interns. Yes? For us, it is a internship. We call it an internship for a reason. It's important for kids to get work experience, so it really helps them. But we operate more like a club, an after-school club. There's other internships that do it within their classes or within their CTE program, which helps them as well. And actually, that's a great segue into our structure. So we meet weekly. We meet on Mondays after school, and usually for about an hour and a half is the time that we meet with them. Um, in between our weekly meetings, we communicate through a closed private Facebook group, and so anytime that we need an event especially covered, we'll talk about it there. We have our team managers update us through that, um, but it's just a really efficient way to communicate with them in between our weekly meetings. We also let them know up front that we won't require them to go to meetings during vacations or final week, finals week so that they know that 
the time commitment, we respect their you know, studying time and everything that comes first. We do restart every semester, so we have an application that we send out, and we really try to mimic the real world with this internship, because I think that's one of the main values that we pitch to students as to why they should join us, is that we're gonna give them those real, tangible experiences with us. So they apply, we look through their applications, and it's become a really competitive program. So you start small, create the buzz, and then as more students start to realize the value of it, it just sort of takes off, and we're very fortunate then we get to choose from the cream of the crop, which is awesome. But again, we operate as an internship and not a class, which is nice for us too, because it gives us more flexibility to be able to say, uh, it's not working out. So instead of them you know, being in a class and we can't you know, just fail them, we get to just say, yeah, sorry, it's, it's not it's not working out. So I think that that's a great benefit for that. And then we do have the three P DCI philosophy. So participation, professionalism, and positivity, because you gotta like the people you work with, or else real talk time. <laughs> you don't want real talk. You don't want real talk. Especially for me, because we have a good cop, bad cop dynamic, and if I'm playing the bad cop, they know it's it's not good. <laughs> Or else you're fired. <laughs> so we do do that, though. We, we talk to them, and like Amber said, if it's not working out, since we're not a class, we say, look, nine out of ten times it's because they're busy. They're trying to do band, orchestra, play soccer, and do this. We just have, look, you're too busy to do it. Um, come back next semester when you have more time, and they totally understand. The other kids that are putting in three times the hours get annoyed with the kids that show up once every other week. So it just... It's a good split, and I've never had an issue. Sometimes we dreaded cutting kids. Like, we had a kid not too long ago that's been in us almost three years. She just kind of got super busy, and it was, like, heartbreaking. Look, we're talking about it for hours. Like, how are we going to break the news? And she's like, oh, okay. I'm like, okay. Well, I'm glad I lost, <laughs> lost sleep about that. But um, that's the benefit about kind of running it like an internship or a club. If it's not working out, kind of just move on. So some of the mandatory things that we do each semester, Amber talked about, we have them apply each semester, we have them do the interview process, um, and again, we tell them, look, even if you're not going into journalism communications when you're done with high school and college, this is still going to help you get an accounting job or do whatever else you want to do. We want to tell you what it's like filling out an application. So. First week when we're in the internship, it's application and interview review. So let's take a look at your applications. Let's take a look, let's go over the interview process. When we ask you, tell us a couple good things and a couple bad things about you, you know, that we should know about before you come in this internship program, and you list 19 terrible things about you and you struggle to find one good thing, let's reverse that, let's teach you how to do that. Um, so we do a lot of those things. We'll bring in our director of human resources, too, to do a workshop about applications, doing an interview, uh, giving them tips. So those are some of the values that they really get that's going to help them no matter what field they go into and help land that next uh, internship or job. So then we do a 30-day probation. Just like the real world, you're going to be on a 30-day probation. They look at you blankly and go, what is a 30-day probation? So you explain that to them and how the real world and how jobs have that it's a period where we see it's a good fit for each other. So we do that. We also bring them to a board meeting every semester. So all interns have to go there. A lot of your interns, a lot of our students, when you ask them, what is a board of education? They say, I don't know, education that's done on a board. Um, so it's great to give them the insights behind the process. 
And then for us, we really want to highlight our board members, how busy they are, how many events they're at. So then they get to see the board members, recognize their faces and names. So then when they go to events, they go, oh, that's Lori Felipe, our board president. Let me get some photos. That's so-and-so. Um, obviously, participation, you got to participate or real talk with Amber. Um, and then we find a lot um, of... Our new teachers coming out of college are getting off of social media because they're college professors and the folks are telling them, stay off of social media, it's gonna get you fired, it's the worst thing ever. We're getting them on social media in high school. We're having them create LinkedIn and Twitter. LinkedIn, as you know, is a professional business site. Uh, Twitter is how we all communicate. You guys should all be on Twitter, by the way. It's amazing that there's so many PR folks not on Twitter yet. Get on there. It's a great uh, value and resource for everybody. But we have them create pages. We teach them how to use it. So it's uh, when they go to get hired, HR departments are all looking at social media now and see if you have some kind of footprint online. They're going to Google you. There's three kinds of footprints. There's good, bad, and non-existent. So if you have bad, that's obviously bad. Good good, but if you're not online anywhere, if I Google you and I can't see anything, that's also kind of odd. So why aren't you sharing? Why aren't you collaborating? What's your digital footprint? So we teach them all about that and using it responsibly um, as well. Recruiting, for us now, it's kind of takes care of itself. We brand ourselves and people know who DCI is around campus. But when we first started, it was personal recommendations. We go to the newspaper teacher, video production folks, and say, do you have two all-star students that you would think would be interested in this? So we get recommendations from teachers, and then we put it out in our district social media. And then an easy thing to do is a student email blast to your high school. Here's a paragraph about our internship program. This is what it is. We're having an informational meeting next week at lunch. Stop by, and the recruiting is pretty easy. Uh, like that. Again, we brand ourselves, we go to club fairs and all that sort of stuff as well. When we post their photos on Facebook, we always say photos taken by digital communications intern, Amber Duvalli, or whoever it was, and give them credit um, so they get to see their name up there. People know who the photos are taken by. We go to USC, um, we partner with USC and their journalism, the High School Journalism Day. And so when we're there, Hey, our group of our high school students are there. So again, branding us and putting it on social media so other students say, how do I get to USC? How do I do that? Covered the Rose Parade a couple years ago. All got media passes working alongside the biggest media in LA and internationally. So we just put a, po a post on our Facebook page saying, the district interns are at the Rose Parade. We'll have it covered all day with stories, photos, and videos. Um, so we put our names out there whenever possible. So again, because we're not paying our interns anything, we have to be cognizant of what's in it for them to make it worth their time and the sacrifice and commitment that we ask. Because we do make it very serious. And with the probation, we, we just really drive home the fact that this is a professional commitment that they are signing up for. So we try to arrange as many workshops and bring in as many guest speakers as we can. Um, from industries, we've had our assistant superintendent of human resource services come in and speak about just applying for jobs and what employers are looking for and sort of how to curate a good resume and a cover letter. Um, and then there's us. <laughs> so we definitely give of our time to them. We try to make ourselves very accessible. Um, we, I know I personally am 
not afraid to answer emails for them if they're asking me a question about event coverage or writing a caption, things like that. So it takes five minutes to respond to them, so it's not a huge time commitment from us. Uh, we also provide work critiques, so we have news article writing team. We go through the, their news articles and give them a bunch of feedback, and we've gotten a lot of great feedback from them about how invaluable that has been, so they see the value in that as well. Um, and then just work experience. Again, what they're doing can be directly applied to their resume and make them competitive wherever they go. And as Ryan mentioned, we have interns who want to pursue communications and PR, and we have interns who want to pursue medicine, and others who want to do accounting, but they, we teach them that being able to market themselves and knowing the principles of communication will value them no matter what industry they end up going into. Um, we also give them press passes, so they have a generic one. Well, actually, we did wait. So once they pass probation, we give them press passes with their names on it, and they can carry those around and get sideline access to events. They can, you know, get into theater shows and things like that. Um, so that exclusivity also helps, and it helps make them feel. Um, it legitimizes them when they're out there representing our district. Um, after a year or two semesters in the program, they get spiffy DCI shirts, so um, Ryan says that blue is the color of communication, so that's why we look like the helpful Honda people, but um, <laughs> it, it works, it works, and we stand out, right, because our colors at the high school are cardinal and gold, and so blue definitely makes us uh, appear different from other student organizations. Yes? Um, we pay for them out of our PIO budget, so we don't have a ton. Our, to run this program is pretty cheap, actually. We Each year we add like a camera to to the internship, so we'll have right now probably three or four nice DSLRs that we started with one and add each year when we have a little extra money in the budget. Once in a while a staff member will volunteer or, sorry, donate a camera to us. Um, the shirts, we kind of buy them in bulk and get them as cheap as possible. Um, but for the work they do for us, it's kind of, it's really a small expense. Um, and the kids love it. They really love the press passes. And the and the, uh, it's just cool, because they feel a sense of pride when they get it. They can walk in a, in a game and they, they can get right in. Uh, and the work critiques they really like, because we'll throw on a video that they did in front of the whole class and we'll go, this is a great transition. The audio here is not so great, but so the immediate feedback they get, and then even if it's not your video, you're learning about it, so they really like the work critiques as well. All right, so then we also commit to writing a letter of recommendation for them, and we have a unique perspective, right? A lot of students go to their school counselors, which are great, but we can give that professional perspective on them, and, and we do so after they successfully complete a semester, they're entitled to a letter of recommendation from me or Mr. Perrin. We also create certificate of completions that we have at the end of each semester, so we have a celebration where we, usually it's pizza, last time we got classy and did Baja Fresh and they were really excited about that. Um, but what's nice about the certificates is we also have our superintendent sign them. So again, it just legitimizes the program and this time that our interns are putting in and it's great that we have leadership that wants to take the time to do that and nine times out of ten Dr. Vanal's dollar superintendent will go to this celebration and personally thank our interns. So 
it's just a, such a sense of pride for them as well. Um, as Ryan mentioned too, we do give them photo credits, so we have over 6,000 followers on Facebook, so imagine being in high school and uh, creating not only a digital footprint, but your work portfolio. And all of these folks that are following us are able to see, wow, these are amazing photographers and these photos are by you know XYZ intern and it's really great for them professionally to cultivate that. And then we also have great relationships with our local um, media. So Arcadia Weekly is a local publication for us and nine times out of 10 we pitch an article um, to them from an intern and they will publish it and they get, you know, it's AUSD, Digital Communications Intern, uh, insert the name. And so again, just building that work portfolio while they're in high school, it's, I think it's awesome. Oh, and then <laughs> pizza. So that's also what's in it for them. Lots and lots of pizza, as you can see. Almost I'd like to point out how <laughs> buff Miss Vivali is, carrying like 12 pizza boxes. Um, that's right. The kids like the pizza, that's for sure. Oh, and then yes. So as Ryan mentioned earlier, we require interns to do Bitmoji. So we <laughs> we have an intern each semester who uh, get, gathers everyone's Bitmoji and we put it together as a roster and then we share it on our social media, introducing that semester's cohort of interns. So it's uh, pretty awesome. <laughs> we tell them to use the appropriate Bitmojis, please. Who Bitmojis in here? Anybody? Oh, yeah. All right. Great. Good group. Good group. You can have a full-on conversation using just Bitmojis. We love it. So workshops, again, providing students with real-world opportunities and value to the program. So we bring in uh, experts in the field. This photographer here, videographer, he works for NBC News. So I actually worked with him at a small TV station in Santa Barbara. Unlike me, he made it to the top of the network level, so he's just a super nice guy. I asked him if he can come in and do a video workshop for us, um, and he came in and it was just amazing. The kids loved it. You can see Ashley's face right here. Look, she's just getting some serious knowledge dropped right there. Um, so it, that was just, you know, to get to work with the NBC network correspondent and uh, learn from him was just amazing value for these kids. Just two weeks ago, we had Linda Nunez. If anyone is in the LA area, Linda Nunez right there, KNX Radio, first female drive time news host ever in the history of that station in that market. Um, and this was super cool because her son right there is in our program as well. Um, so he was just beaming with pride as his mom was sharing all these amazing stories about when she covered 9-11, the tragedy, how that changed her as a person and a journalist. Um, so the kids were just amazed. And a cool side story about that, so we have our Facebook group that we communicate in, and um, so we just asked after each meeting, what did you think of the meeting, what did you like, what didn't you like, what did you learn? So all the comments after this meeting were like, oh my God, this Munoz is so inspiring, like her story was incredible, really touched me. So I sent her a screenshot of that just because it was really powerful from these students, or they're all really good writers and just very uh, passionate about their learning. So I sent her that. She writes back an email the next morning saying she was in tears for an hour, had to go take the dog for a walk and kind of settle down. But she says, because she's no longer at KNX, she says, I now know what I want to do. I want to teach kids. So that moment with our interns led to her next career. She wants to be a teacher. She's like, how do I get involved? How do I do it? I want to do more workshops with her kids. So providing those opportunities, learning opportunities for our kids is just amazing. And then 
side product that, that was amazing for one of our guest speakers as well. Uh, this is a reporter that is an alumni of our high school. Ran across her on Twitter one day. Um, she's out in Maryland uh, as a TV news reporter. Graduated like 10 years ago. Said, if you're ever back in town, I'd love to have you in and do a quick workshop with the kids. Came in, did a full workshop about storytelling, how to interview people, ask questions. So, you know, really you have so many people within your own network, your alumni, right in your community that would love to come in, share their stories, and it's just such a big benefit um, for the kids. Each year to remain connected with our own alumni for our winter party uh, that Amber was talking about, our celebration at the end of the semester where the superintendent usually comes, which is great. We bring back our alumni, invite them back because they're out of college, but the high school is still in school. So then we do a DCI alumni college panel with them. So what is it like applying for schools? What should they keep in mind? I'm going to USC, you're applying to USC. Let me give you some insights into the programs you to talk to. So we bring the alumni back, they do a panel, um, and it's just really valuable for the kids as well. And the alumni, it's just nice to stay connected with them, see what they're doing. So that's been a really nice addition we've been doing as well. And then another workshop we did was with anyone go to Christine Peck's session yesterday in media relations. So she came up to, uh, she heard about our internship program. Shortly after she got the job down in Poway, she said, I am, how do you do it? I need some help. And I said, she said, can I come up and shadow you guys and go to a meeting and absolutely come on up. So Christine came up and then while she was there, I said, all right, you just got a job at Poway, beat out you know, over 100 people for the job. Give us a 15 minute lesson about how you got that job, how you answered the interview questions and stuff like that. So whenever there's an opportunity for our kids to learn, we try and take advantage of that. She has a great internship program, so she does it through the CTE route, so that's how she runs it. She also gets some funding through CTE for equipment. She has about 10 interns that do really high-level videos as well, um, working with another video production teacher. So she does it a little bit different, but format that works great for her and her schools as well. So if you see her, ask her about that as well. So another thing that we try to do with our interns is empower them to teach each other because as we know, one of the best ways to know that you've learned something is to teach others about it. So we have them sign up to do skill presentations. Uh, usually we try every meeting, but we haven't been that good about it lately, admittedly. So, but typically in semesters past, we have them sign up. Um, that way they know they're gonna be on deck and we do a meeting agenda and everything, so we put a link to their presentation on that as well. Um, but we have them teach about photography, even just emails, um, graphic designs. So we have such talented interns that have such a variety of interests. And a lot of times I learn stuff from them when they're presenting their skill presentation. So just about the rule of thirds in photography or how to properly edit a photo or even some basic graphic designs that I've uh, put to use in creating flyers and other um, fodder for our social media. So it's, it's really great to empower them again and it gives them that public speaking experience um, and then it just helps them build their credibility with their fellow interns as well. Yeah, we found that some of our students, I mean, I'll be honest, it's a little bit embarrassing, but are 10 times the photographer that I'll ever be. Some of the graphic design students we've had in the past, we had one, Elise Yao, who's now at UCLA. She put together this skill presentation that was just like, 
next level. I was just doing my master's at the time in communications, and we were going over like the same stuff. And she's doing, I'm dead serious, like font usage, color usage. Amber talked about we use blue because it's color of communication. This is all marketing stuff I was learning in my master's class in college that I was doing online. And she's doing a presentation for our high school kids. Some are just freshmen, all this next level stuff. Um, it's just amazing. So some of our students are just better than us. And some, they, some of them, the video animation they can do, those fancy animation uh, intros to videos, they're just next level. So why am I going to try and do that when they want to do it right there and gives them a great outlet as well? All right, so then we try and do major projects that span the course of a semester, again, to just get them that actual real life experience. One of our um, projects is Stock Appreciation Night that Ryan established sort of as an internal communication strategy. So it's usually in the fall, it's at a football game, one of our high school football games, and our interns help us run that. And they help us pass out raffle tickets and sign people up, pass out goodies, and they've just elevated it even more so. So we started off, you know, just a line, you get a little cool football and greeted by our interns and now they did face painting this past year and that was super cute for the kids and they're taking photos, doing video, they made a video where they interviewed our superintendent and other teachers in attendance there so not only are they helping run the event but they're also helping promote it and publicize it and we had an intern write a news article about it, we had our podcast team do a podcast piece on it so then we have this amazing multimedia um, webpage that we can create as a result of this too. So. Let me just jump in on staff appreciation that real quick because we, we talked, we did it just as another one of those events and I see a lot of these emails on the listserv about what are you guys doing to highlight staff and some of your recognition programs. So we do the typical honor the staff, we work with the Rotary and staff of the year, teacher of the year, classified. Want to do something a little bit more engaging and at the time we saw attendance in our sports were kind of dropping. We're known as a big academic and arts district but our sports, they're actually are really good. So how do we get people to the sports game, do some recognition, staff appreciation stuff? So we kind of combined the two. So we did the staff appreciation night at the football game. So it brings in several hundred more people to the game um, and from all over the district. So they get to reunite at the high school where all the kids matriculate to. Um, we have the staff line up by which school they work at. Then they get introduced on the PA before, so they get to run out in the field, go through the band and all that sort of stuff. And as Amber mentioned, the, the interns have really helped us take it to the next level, where we do, we're able to do a photo booth, a video booth. Some of our interns, they had no idea, they're like face painting gurus. They did all this face painting for the kids that they bring. Uh, they hand out the footballs, the stickers, and all that stuff. So they've really helped kind of elevate that staff appreciation night, which is just amazing so even in our program it's mostly communication stuff but we also add event planning because they get this experience too and so we also partner with local businesses so we have a robex it's basically like a jamba juice or a juice company and our interns help them create marketing material videos and um, flyers and then robex is sold at our high school so it also helps cross promote the sale of that um, but again, then our interns are able to work with actual other professional businesses and continue to add to their resume. Uh, we also had them do a Chromebook Care video, which we'll see later, so I won't talk too much about that. But then within DCI, we have um, teams. And so when I first started here, I think it was, we didn't have teams. And we thought, you know what, let's give these students more leadership-facing opportunities, and then they can hold each other accountable, so that way, it takes the burden off of us even that, that much more. 
So we have a news article team, we have um, a Facebook team, we have an Instagram team, podcast, video, graphic design, and we have one student managing editor who all of those leaders report to too. So there are like three layers of defense before it gets to us really. But it's just, it's great for them and they, we challenge them to come up with projects, passion projects that they wanna work on and focus on too. So I know our video team is currently partnering with others of our schools like to promote our AVID program. Um, uh, our transitional counselors wanted a video for just a tour of the high school to play for middle schoolers, so they're working on that. Um, and then each team works together. So our graphic design team will create thumbnails of sports recaps and give that to our Facebook and Instagram team managers to post. So it's really, when we say it's an army, it really is an army. We have generals and they're doing their jobs and it's amazing. Um, so those are just some of the major projects that we have them focus on each semester. And then one of the new projects we started now since last night, the award winning project uh, through CalSpread, thanks to the generous folks at CalSpread and us writing that four hour submission for them. They really appreciate that. Uh, so we started a student podcast last year. So I, I started to do my PR podcast and I was finding all these amazing podcasts. And podcasts is kind of making a comeback. I love listening to them. I'm coming into work. And so I did one. I was like, why don't the students do one? And at first I was going to host it or Amber was going to host it. So let's just give this to the students and you host it, you have segments, you have correspondence, you guys edit it, begrudgingly said, talk about whatever you want to talk about, maybe. Um, and then even we did have a uh, one kind of controversial subject where big political thing that was in the news about six months ago and there were some terms that you wouldn't want coming out of high school students' mouth, but it was in the, you know, out there in the press and all that. So. I told them, look, it's your podcast, and you know, if you guys want to run with it, run with it. Let's just talk about it as a group. And to my delight, they came to the decision that you know we have middle school kids and elementary kids in our district, and that's probably not appropriate for them. So even though they did a lot of work on this podcast, they interviewed the president of the Young Democrats Club, president of the Young uh, Republicans Club, and they did all this work. They said, we're going to kill it. Um, so it was just a proud moment for us to kind of enable that student voice and choice and they, you know, we think made the right decision. But it's a student podcast, they have on uh, alumni as well talking about um, all that college stuff, um, different programs and different clubs, they'll have the club presidents on so kids that are interested in the chess club they can learn about it. Um, so this has been a really cool kind of podcast for the students and uh, we even will write an article about it once in a while and we did win a award last night for Calsburg. Yes? Uh, on the subject of, of all these individual teams, do you utilize any other means of communication outside just email to keep everybody connected? I mean, some people use like Slack and Microsoft Teams, but like different channels as far as how to communicate back and forth with all of them? Our big one that we've been using for years, we've thought about those other things, but the Facebook group is kind of, kids are all on Facebook, it's a private group that uh, we tell them your parents can join if they want, see what's happening. Um, but that's kind of the best way to do it because they'll get the notification on their phone, somebody posted in the group, they can post in there, it's easy. We tell them to check it at least once a day if not getting the notifications. So the Facebook group has worked pretty well for us to do that communicating. There is a lot of it. Yes? Is that related to the actual content as well or is that through? So we have a Google folder 
is now massive, the Google folder. So we have separate folders within the folder, so it's photos. So we have this, we organize it all through Google folders. And um, so once they, we tell them once they're done, post it in the Facebook group. And now Mr. Valley had the great idea, just add your Google folder link so we can quickly check it out. Um, so we use Google for that as well. Um, and then again, the field trips and opportunities. We had a chance to get media passes to the Rose Bowl. While we're there, uh, we, me and this guy worked at the same TV station at the same time. He now works for CNN. So huddle up real quick, meet this, this uh, reporter at CNN real quick, and let's uh, have a quick you know, Q&A with him. And so whatever opportunity we can get the kids, we do. Um, so that's been fun. And then again, we go to the USC day. One of their media students called to get permission to come to our football game because they were doing a documentary on the opposing football coach. Yeah, sure, come on down, we'll get you whatever you need. By the way, who's your department chair? The journalism department um, gave me his name, number, contacted him. He gets me in touch with the community relations guy. Said, we'd love to do some work with you. We have amazing, ambitious high school students. USC, they all love USC. Is there anything, you know, any kind of partnership? Goes well, we'd normally do a high school journalism day. It's mostly for lower income high schools right in our immediate area. But if you guys want to come, you're more than welcome. So we've been doing that for the past three years. They also have a summer camp, a, now a four week summer camp. That's free for students that apply. Several of our kids have gotten into that summer camp through our journalism day going to that. And then one of our students is now a sophomore there on a full ride because he went to the day the academy, and now he's uh, studying journalism at USC, full ride, uh, four years in the journalism program. We're still awaiting the check from his parents on that one. No, he did it all, but it did help that, that we had the USC connection, which is great. Then we'll try to do fun things, because we are a professional. We, we try to teach professionalism, like, you know, dress nice when you're at events, and, um, you know, you can't post anything silly on social media anymore because you represent the district, our board of education, and our community. So that all that stuff has to stop. But we try to have as much fun as possible. We have a park down the street from our uh, district office in the high school. So we're going to meet 15 minutes later, bring your dogs to the park. We'll have a meeting there. Kids loved it. Um, so that was kind of fun to do that as well. And this, <laughs> most adorable thing ever. Oh, yes. Well, so our unofficial mascot is playing dog sticks, and this is Ryan, if sticks ever goes missing, and he'll be the first one to say it, it's, he's stolen her and run off in the sunset with her. So, but I did make her a little intern shirt, and we just wanted to fit her in because we love her. So she has a DCI shirt, too. Put intern on it. She has a press pass in the photo there. Yeah. So, you know. yeah. And I think so we have a newsletter team as well and they help us deliver our newsletters to the community. So we'll walk and do it face-to-face, -face, again, to just establish that rapport with local businesses. And so I'll take her out there with us, too. And yeah, then, go ahead, okay. quick question. I just have a question about securing or procuring media passes. I'm sorry, uh, how do you procure media passes? They're our own passes for our district, so we just create them ourselves. and. Just let the schools know these are our passes. We see a student with it. Uh, it's one of our kids. If there's an issue, report back to us. Never been an issue, but we just create them ourselves. And but how do you ensure that agencies like the theaters allow them to go in? Because I suppose that they would be like free for them as 
right? Well, so it's mainly our our internal, like our high school theater, which kind of operates though like a college or. Yeah. A if they need to go to like we're going to the Rose Parade or we're going to a bigger event, we'll get their media credentials. These are just kind of media credentials for within our district. So here's that video that I was talking about. This is our interns are Kelsper Award winners for sure. Um, but again, we we had a need in the district. Our um, Chief Technology Officer came and said, look, we've been experiencing Chromebook uh, care issues and we really need to address this. It would be maybe a great topic for your interns to think about doing. And so we got them some dummy Chromebooks and they went to town and uh, let's do it. not going to win an Academy Award for lighting or video, but the fact that we were able to utilize our student interns, we gave them a project that we need to get important information out there, but have fun with it, and 
this video has been viewed thousands of times. We send, did an email blast to all of our students and all of our parents. And now each year, um, I think in a certain grade levels, they'll watch the video as a class and then discuss it with the teacher, go over other tips and their processes about using Chromebooks in the classroom. So it was award-winning just because of the value and the content and the message of it and the fact that it's saving the district thousands of dollars because we're getting less Chromebooks to repair, um, which has been great. So, a few years ago, I was very scared to turn over the social media reins to our students because I'm very particular about our brand. I don't want any grammar mistakes on our social media. But I said, all right, let's try it, see how it goes. So we got to know, to know a few of the you know, really good writers and interns that we can trust. So we started with making them social media managers. So gave them the username and password to our social media pages. And at first we started it with, send me what you're going to put before you put it out there and post it. And then I just said, all right, just go ahead and post it. And we haven't had any issues. Once in a while it'll be a grammar mistake. We'll go back and just quickly edit it on Facebook. But since then we were able to churn out so much more on our Facebook page and upload. So it's not Amber and I all night long just uploading photos and photos and processing them and writing the captions. Um, so we're able to create so much more content. And then we have an Instagram manager that basically takes um, the content from Facebook, puts it on our Instagram page, makes it appropriate for that platform. And then last year we were recognized as, because so much of the added content, one of the top 10 best school Instagram accounts in the world by BuzzFeed, which was kind of shocking. Um, so we're up there with University of Michigan, Cal Berkeley, School of Visual Arts, London, um, and really that's a credit to the interns and what we're able to do um, and leverage them to help with our social media. So that's been fantastic. Then of course, when we get a recognition like that, we have one of the other interns write a news story about it and we get that in a local paper. Um, so our Facebook reach, again, just talked about that, how key that is. So an average month, we're reaching over 100,000 people because uh, we're posting about 133 posts a month. And so that's about four and a half posts per day. Um, and you, if you just think about that, um, if you can do that yourself, there's no way. And that's including Saturday and Sunday. Um, so allowing them kind of to take over ownership of the social media in a lot of respects has been so, so great for us. Yes? They do it um, on their own time. That's nine out of ten times they post after school and at night. Um, so they, so the social media, the Facebook manager has a team that she works with as well. So then when she gets entrusted with that position, she'll get a couple other people to help her with that. So there's probably maybe five or six students that have access to our Facebook page. So the work is divided up among that team. And then so for events, does somebody else have a question? I was just gonna ask if your coverage is very much skewed toward the high school because when the kids go and get to see all the stuff that doesn't have the other skills. It's definitely skewed towards the high school and we'll get, well, why don't you get this school or that school? But our high school has the most amount of students by far through there, so it's a little bit easier. But we're also covering the middle schools and elementary schools ourselves, and we tell them it's not just a high school internship. We gotta get to some of these things. And if it's a bigger event, we'll definitely get there. 
And our principals know at the middle school and elementary schools that if there's something you want us to publicize, photo, quick caption, and we'll post it for you. Same thing with the, if you're a parent club at a middle school, just take a photo and send it to us. We'll be more than happy to post it. Well, and so we also teach them the importance of that this is a district-wide internship. So while it is skewed because it's convenient for them to go catch a sporting event or a rehearsal of something and take photos or video of that, we have a calendar team. So our calendar teams put together all of the upcoming sports events for the week, and then we have somebody that is just dedicated to calendaring the district events. And not surprisingly, our, our students are really good about getting to things. Um, and then if they're with another club, like we have an intern that is with a Care for Kids club, and so if she's just offsite at one of our elementary schools doing an event there, she'll cover it on behalf of DCI. So they know the importance of not only covering high school stuff too. So we just we teach them that importance, and then they they run with it. And we've noticed that they've gone to even just middle school sporting events, and a lot of them really love to go back and visit their teachers and pay it forward by promoting you know their former alma mater, you know elementary or middle school. So it's really cool, really really cool. And so just speaking of the reach, it was kind of one summer we did a small internship program, a summer program with four of our students and we were looking through trying to better organize our photos folder in Google and started looking like, oh my goodness, there's, look at all these photo folders of events that we covered this year. So I took a screenshot, made it very small of all the photos from the events that our student interns did that year. That's not including Amber and myself. So 270 events covered last year by our students alone. If you think about it, we only have 183 school days. How much saturation of positive news that is and that has added to our district. 270 events, not on top of what Amber and I do. So that's about 50 photos in each folder. That's over 10,000 photos from last year alone. So the branding, the reach, the marketing on that for our schools and celebration of our students and staff is just remarkable and nothing we could even come close to without our student interns. Yes? Question, um, because I take a lot of the photographs currently for our district and I'm very aware of um, making sure that we have photo video releases on file. Um, how, do, how do you handle that with your interns? Are they aware of, you know, that certain circumstances we need the video release, sometimes we don't? What if they come across kids in the classroom that can't be photographed? I appreciate that question because I just won $5,000. I knew that question was coming. <laughs> Every time we do this session, it's always the photo video policy. And it's time to, it, it is important, so I don't want to move away from that. There, there are cases where there's a custody issue and this or that, um, but social media and photos are everywhere. If you try to control, if you ever, three years ago, me and my superintendent were at a concert at a performing arts center and the amount of phones that were out with parents taking photos of everything in sight was just incredible. We have a photo of the parents taking photos. How in God's name are we going to try and control what student appears where on social media? It is past that point. But as schools, we do have that responsibility. We went from opting in to photos and videos to opting out. So I think I took this from Daniel Thigpen years ago. So instead of the annual enrollment where you check no media for my kid and it stays there from kindergarten to high school, 
We say, print out this form, sign it, take it to your school office. We also explain why we're taking photos and publicizing students. We're not putting out there that Johnny's in detention today or Saturday school for this. It's all positive and good things we're putting out there. Um, so we explain that as well. So we went from over 12% opting out, which is a nightmare, as you know, because you're bringing media there and they're like, who can I photograph? I don't know, let me see who has what. Um, so we condensed it all the district office. We have that information as well as the school sites. So we went from over 12% opting out to less than 1%. If you explain it to them and make them do one small step, they realize it's not a big deal. It's going to help the schools. Yes? If you add to that, Absolutely. And their kid, parents want to see their kids out there. And again, there are those rare circumstances where mom or dad is a judge, investigator. Uh, we have some high-level politicians in our district, too, and they don't want it. Um, so to be very safe, stay away from names. And if you want to be super, super safe, shoot backs of heads like most of us did 10 years ago. Um, in six years of aggressive social media in our district, I've had zero parents call and say, take that photo off. Zero. So I, I always get the question. People are super concerned with it. And I get it. You don't want the liability in the back end. Um, but it's an easy delete of something. And don't use names. You're very sensitive. But then take it in as the district office and have that list before you go out. Um, and you know that Tommy or Billy um, are sensitive students and avoid them. Um, so that's how we've, we've done it. Yes? I'm sorry, I apologize if we're going to get to this, but when students start, when you're onboarding them to the program, do you have a handbook or something, or how do you onboard We've them? started creating that. Our different team managers will create the guidelines for their own teams. So now we're collecting a different uh, kind of set of guidelines for each of the teams, how to check out the camera, how to post captions on Facebook, um, best way to do the videos. So we, we are starting to do that because that is very helpful. Can you share? When you're onboarding, absolutely. <laughs> we'll share all of this. We'll share all of this. Yes. Um, I was just curious, because of how well you're able to cover your district this way, do any of your individual schools have their own Facebook accounts? And does like, the high school even need that? We pretty much cover the whole enchilada. And for us, when we started it, if you're just starting social media, we did it at the district level first. And then if high school, if any of our schools want to go on Facebook, sure. A lot of our PTAs are now on Facebook at their different school sites. We wanted people coming to the district first um, to get that information. So we want to push out important information, partial tax bond stuff that may not be that interesting. It's still going to be seen because there's obviously a much more personal, emotional connection to the schools. They're going to follow them less than the district. So we started with the district, and the other schools have yet to be like, I need my own Facebook page, because we publicize them, and it kind of keeps us united, too, which is nice. Matthew? I just want to say one thing, because I don't know if you guys are going to plug it hard enough. If nobody's following, if you're not following their stuff, definitely follow them for a little while, because it's incredible. I've had two or three other PIOs write me, and they're, I have the text, I can show you guys. They're like, what the hell is with Arcadia? Do they sleep? Because it's incredible. The amount of amazing, outrageous content that's coming out of Arcadia at all hours of the night, all hours of the day, is really incredible. And that, that for me, was the, the deciding factor that I have to figure out how to implement this program. So if you're not checking them out, 
definitely see what they're doing in action because it's really cool. I appreciate that, Matthew. If you go to our Facebook page right now, the past three days, you spend five minutes scrolling down, you're going to see sports from the high school, sports from the middle school, arts from elementary school. You're going to see everything comprehensive. Yeah, we'll still get the, why isn't you covering this over that? But it's like, and we always tell them, send us the photo, the caption, and we'll publicize that too. Um, and it's all, our student interns can do that. Yes? Now we just trust them. So you're the student social media manager, you're entrusted with that, and go ahead and post. Yeah, we, I mean, it's scary for sure, <laughs> relinquishing that. Even for me, even though he said, no, just trust it. And I, there are still times when they mess up, and that's when I do real talk with them. Like, they did this thumbnail caption of a sporting, like, recap, and they had two errors on that. And we've told them to really be thorough and to vet it before. Um, so I had to lay the law down. And because this was twice that they had an error. And I said, you know, guys, we only get one first shot at making a first impression to our over 6,000 Facebook followers. So you just you keep it real with them and uh, hope for the best. But then we're always reviewing what they post and liking it in any way because it's on our district page. So we're just, yeah. A couple of questions. Number one. Does the high school have its own journalism program? They do, they have a few. <laughs> they have a few, so are they upset with you for poaching those no. kids? And no, and now we're collaborating. So we have some of our students are also in Apache News, our great TV production. Some of them are in yearbook, and some of them are in the newspaper. So now we're just, this past year, are collaborating with them you don't need to send two photographers there, or we don't, to that event, because we're going to be there. You can go to another event. We'll get that event. We'll share our photos. So that has been the next iteration is let's all collaborate and work smarter, not harder. And, and thing two, what's the – do you have a minimum time requirement, a minimum uh, amount of productivity each student needs to – Every Are you applying? That's the question we get that all the time. Yes. How much time is this going to take us? It's a good question, though. It's a great question we get all the time. So we tell them, like, look, it's not a set limit. Um, you should be doing some stuff, and we're going to notice if you go three weeks and not do anything. But look, if you have an uh, AP bio test coming up and you can't do anything for two weeks, that's fine. Just tell us you have, an, you have this test coming up, and you're going to be very quiet and, and concentrating on that. After that's done, you need to pick it up, though. So we tell them, we used to, some semesters, it's tricky, it's a great question because some semesters we did, all right, you gotta cover two events a week, or you gotta do this or that in the point system. Then it's like, well, I have this. There's always a, a reason not to. So we just tell them, look, we're gonna gauge it, and we also do the um, task, list. task list. So we create this task list. So after you do something, write it down. We have this whole Google form, so you do something, just say February 2nd covered uh, volleyball game photos. Takes you three seconds to do it. And then at the end of the semester, when you go to reapply or we need to check what you've been doing midway through the semester, we pull up the task list. And if you have two things and everyone else has 20, we have to have a conversation. And then it helps them when you apply the next semester. What did you do last semester? Just go copy, paste, and print on the new application so we know what you're doing. So yeah, we did create the task list. That has been great to keep track of what they do, and it's easy for them to do. Was it Our first intern, Travis Chen, was so excited to do it, jumped at the opportunity. 
Um, he's just a go-getter type kid, so that's when you go to your teachers and go, who's one kid you think would be a superstar? Who's the next level? Um, so I just knew he was perfect for it. And then we kind of figured out some things together. And like, you know, Marcus asked a good question. There's other things that come up, like, how do you deal with this? How do you deal with that? And every, a lot of people, they've sat in my session three years ago, and they might be back here today because they're like, I haven't done it yet. Don't wait till you have every question answered before you start. You will never start. We're four years in, probably one of the most comprehensive internship programs in the district. We're still figuring things out. But if we waited, we didn't do it the past four years, all these opportunities, all this amazing stuff we're getting out would not be done. Don't wait till you have the answer to every question before you start. And you, you tell the kids out up front, look, this is new to our district, this is new to our high school, we're going to figure things out. Kids are resilient, they love being a part of something new and helping you create it. Yes? So you have a lot of really great ROI for the student as to why they should participate in this program, but have you thought at all about tying it into kind of college credit? Especially for those of us who are in rural areas where our students are funneling towards our community colleges, our junior colleges, and our state schools right in our own backyard. Have you thought about partnering with any of those schools for letting these be internship credits? If we had that need, we absolutely would. Like if that's a need in your community, I would pick up the phone and call tomorrow. For us, it's not a huge need for our students. If they ask, like, can we get work hours? Can we do this? Can we get some class credit? Let's do it. I've honestly never had that question. Our kids are trying to get all these extra things on their college transcripts and all that. Um, they just want the experience. They're very ambitious. Um, they're doing all the other classes. So we really haven't had that request, but it's a great thing. It might be perfect for you to work with some of your local junior colleges or colleges um, to get some them some credit, some work hours. Um, so just each district is a little bit different, but I would definitely explore it if it was right for our kids. Yes. So I know you have issued cameras for them to use for events, taking photos and, and video, but are they taking photo and video on their, on their own personal phones and using that post as well? Yeah, some, when we do, like, every year we start with a smartphone video project. We teach them how to, here's how to use your smartphone that you have in your pocket. Here's how to do iMovie. That's lesson number one, because okay. all the students don't have DSLRs. We have three or four they can check out. So we do that lesson number one, and most of the kids have that. If they don't, share with the neighbor, and we have a few cameras you can check out. But they are using their personal phones. Okay, and then posting on social media using it. Yeah. So you haven't any issues with that ever? Not yet. I mean, just yeah. the minor stuff. Yeah, usually if it's something bigger, if it's a video promoting a club or an event recap, we watch it first just to make sure the grammar on the video is correct. Because once you post a video, it's much yeah. more difficult to delete than like a photo or change a caption. So yeah. I think, sadly, I think we're over time. So we'll just, there's more sticks and we'll uh, get to our thank you slide. We really appreciate you all stopping in. That's our contact information. Yeah, so we will be here for questions until the next session and please take down our contact information. We're happy to continue the conversation and help you all get this going because it's really awesome.